Season four of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc., whose purpose is to create a brighter future with bold representation for underrepresented youth so we can realize the full potential of every one of us. Welcome to Formative, the show where today's leaders are interviewed by the leaders of tomorrow. Keith Howard joins us on today's show. He's the commissioner of the New York City Department of Youth and Community Development, or DYCD. We're about to learn how his love for basketball has guided his life and his career, past, present, and future. Hello and welcome. I'm Rachel Gazdick, CEO of New York Edge, and my co-host today is Kareem from MS356Q, the Community Voice Middle School in Queens. Kareem, it's so great to be with you today on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. My name is Kareem, and I identify as an athlete from Trinidad and Tobago. That's my background, and I like to play basketball and other sports sometimes. So, Kareem, we have a very exciting guest with us today. Yeah, I'm excited to speak with him. Let's bring in the commissioner of DYCD, Commissioner Howard. Thanks so much for being here today. Not a problem. This is actually my pleasure. You know, I'm looking forward to this. I was looking forward to this when I got the invite and I said, okay, let's make sure that we have a wonderful conversation here and I'm ready to go. Kareem, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in your hands. Okay. My first question is, why did you want to become the commissioner of DYCD? Very good question. It actually is a, a lifelong dream. So... I grew up in the Bronx. Kareem, I don't know what borough you live in. I'm from Queens. You're from Queens? So I grew up in the Bronx, and I also am a former basketball player, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I don't know what position do you play? Sometimes I play shooting guard or point guard. Yeah, I'm the point guard. Love having the ball in my hands. Okay. Also went to play college ball as well. So hopefully you'll get a chance to play college ball. So. But growing up in the Bronx, I lived over in Concourse Village, and something tragically happened where one of the young people in Concourse Village got shot and killed, and it shook the community. And if you know anything about Concourse Village, there's the east side and the west side. And we wanted to make sure that we were doing something positive in the community to ease the tensions and to provide some sort of youth services, you know, and something to engage the young people. So I thought about a basketball tournament since I was a former basketball player. So for 10 years, I actually ran a neighborhood basketball tournament with the young people there and just as a way to give them something to do. So... Although I am a commissioner and I had 30 years in city government, I always was working with young people outside of city government to make sure that they had something enriching to do, whether or not it's sports, something else, but to keep them totally 100% engaged. So, you know, it was just a natural fit that I would one day, you know, have my dream job and be appointed commissioner for the Department of Youth and Community Development. Okay. How hard is it to be a manager at DYCD? 
you know, managing a city agency is very complex. I wouldn't say it's hard. It's very complex. You have to know several things. One is you have to know how to put a good team in place. And at DYCD, we have a really good team in place. And then you have to know how to motivate that team to work, you know, and to work for the same mission and the same goal. It's like a basketball team, right? There's no individuals on a basketball team. Everyone has a role to play. And the commissioner is the coach. And the commissioner calls the plays. And you have to have your point guard, your shooting guard, your two forward, and your center. And they have to work as one unit in order to win. And the mayor is the owner. (laughs) You know? So he tells me he wants the championship. So my responsibility is to put together a team that can get him that championship. Um, What is your work routine on a daily basis? So I get up at six o'clock in the morning and I look at my calendar and I see what's in front of me every day. I read my emails and I, you know, try to process my thoughts on exactly what I'm going to need for that day. Who am I going to be talking to? You know, what additional research I'm going to need to do? Just being prepared for the meetings for the whole day. Because part of being a commissioner, everybody thinks that you have the answer, and you don't. But one Mm. thing for sure that you have to do is you have to be prepared. So in my morning is basically preparing for what's coming at me. All right, nice. What steps did you take to get your job? Very good question. Well, our mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, is all about appointing commissioners who have real life experience and uh, commissioners who know how to work in the community, have a, what they call emotional intelligence. And what that is, Kareem, is being able to be very sensitive to the population that you serve. So I got my job because the mayor had confidence in me and realized that I had real life experience dealing with young people and had the emotional intelligence to understand what they're going through and be able to put his policies in place to make sure that, you know, the Department of Youth and Community Development is doing a real investment with young people. Is it hard working with younger people or no? No, not at all. No? In fact, it's energizing. (laughs) It's energizing? Yeah, because you feed off the young people's energy, you know, and their vision and their voices. If I bring anything to the table, it's I add my years of experience to be able to structure young people on their agenda and their career objective and things that they really want to do. Have you ever messed up as commissioner? No. No? No. And not saying that I will never mess up because eventually, you know, that may happen, but We have to look at exactly what that word really means, right? Um, Will I make a mistake? Absolutely. How do you recover from that mistake is what makes you a manager, okay? And realizing, hey, you know what? That wasn't the best decision. You let me circle back to that decision because what you decide is very impactful and it, it can affect people negatively. You know, 
So you have to have a tendency to reflect on your decisions and don't be afraid to say, I made a mistake. And then going back to correct those mistakes when you can. All right. Do you have any weaknesses or any strengths being DYCD commissioner? All right. So let me put that in proper content. Okay. So weaknesses in terms of management style, weaknesses in terms of character. What are you trying to ask? Pilot boat. Pilot boat. Okay. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I have some weaknesses that I need to improve on. If someone tells you that they're the perfect manager, that's a weakness because they have an ego, okay? I think that in terms of communications, you know, you can always improve your communication. Okay. Um, No matter how good of a communicator you are, you can always do better. I think the same thing goes in my character as well. I think that with my son and my daughter... They're a little older than you, and it's being able to hear their voice, you know, and constantly hear their voice. Me being an older man, having to be able to relate to young people and hear their voice and not be judgmental is something that is a constant improvement that older people like me need to make sure that we're constantly checking ourselves. I said, okay, well, Kareem is saying this, so we have to put some value in what Kareem is saying, you know? Who inspired you when you were growing up and why? My inspiration came from my mother, actually. My father had passed away when I was eight years old. So my mother was a single parent raising my brothers and sister and I. There's six of us, you know, that she raised all together. We have a total of about nine of us in our household. You know, if you count my other brothers and sisters who weren't living with us at the time, they were down south. So my mother started out as a medical assistant after my father passed away at a young age. And she went to school at night, got her degree. And, you know, watching her go to school, watching her you know, do the things that she do to make sure that the family had clothes, had food, had a roof over their head. She was my inspiration. All right. What is your nationality? I am African-American with roots from the South. My mother and my father were born in Macon, Georgia. I haven't taken my African ancestry DNA to tell you exactly where my origins in Africa is. I have this fantasy in my head that I'm a part of the Zulu nation, (laughs) you know. I will be taking the African anniversary pretty soon to to pinpoint exactly where my origins are. All right. What advice do you have to give, like, younger people, like people like my age or older? Okay. Find a mentor. Find a mentor? Find a mentor that can guide you through the rough times. I mean, because, you know, having someone who you can talk to who is not going to judge you, someone who can give you sound advice, someone who can just listen to your problems and be there for all your wins, right? And just be in your corner without any expectations of anything back, you know? Find a mentor 
that will be there for you and help you through those challenging times and be that real person for you. And that can be anyone in your family, that can be a close friend, but someone who's real and someone who's not afraid to tell you, you know, Kareem, you kind of messed up here yeah, and you need to correct this. But also someone who will say, you know, Kareem, you got that right. You know, I'm proud of you. Mm. I would say having that real person in your life is very important. I had that in my life and I continue to have that in my life. I do have my mentors still with me today. Okay. Would you say you're living the life you imagined? Yes. Why? Because I saw that my hard work, the mentors who mentored me and put me on this path, the mayor having confidence in me to appoint me to this position, my my wife, my family, my kids, you know, they're all in good health. And I'm very appreciative of that. I'm a very spiritual person with God, you know, leading me in, in, in the direction that I need to go and giving me a purpose and a focus, keeping family and friends and everybody healthy is very important for the moment because, you know, your life, if anyone hasn't told you yet, Kareem, it, it goes as a roller coaster ride. You have your ups and you have your downs, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just having people there to be with you in your corner when you hit those low rides. Yeah. All right. What programs do you, do you used to go to as a child or a kid? So my mother was working. So my brother would take, my older brother would take us to community centers and we would play basketball at community centers. We had a community center around our neighborhood where we moved was Roberto Clemente State Park. And they had a whole assortment of different sports that I was involved in. And basketball was the primary one, you know, so that was what we used to do and participate in. Would you be encouraged to make like a center like that or no? So, you know what? It's interesting that you said that. And that's a very good question. So with the Department of Youth and Community Development, I, as a commissioner, responsible for 99 community centers and across the city. So I have a real big option to go to any one of those community centers and play basketball, play sports, or talk to young people. And I've been going out there meeting people like yourself. Mm. When you were my age, what would you like to do? What would you want to be in life? I was shooting for the NBA. The NBA? Yeah, I was shooting for the NBA. I knew that I was going to make it to the NBA. I was on a sports team, and I have an older brother who's also played basketball as well. I idolized him as well. And we used to go all throughout the city and play in basketball tournaments and just compete on, you know, with the best of the best. Kareem, I got to tell you, you know, as basketball players, you know, we never think that nobody's better than us, right? Yeah. We, you know, we, and we would never admit it either. So I thought I was the best point guard in the city. <laughs> and hopefully you think, hopefully you think so too, that you're the best point guard in the city, you know? All right. I'm probably the like second best, not <laughs> best best. Okay. Well, at least you're up there, right? Yeah. I, at least I'm on the scoreboard. Okay. Well, there you go. 
you know. How many points did you like score in a game? Like the most points you scored in one game? The most points I scored, I think, if I can just think back all of those years, the highest I think I scored was 45 points. Was you starting or coming off the bench? In college, I was the sixth person off the bench. In tournaments in New York City, I would start. Okay. If you didn't have this job, what would you want to be and why? Okay. Playing basketball in the NBA. Yes. <laughs> why is that? I'm looking at LeBron and I see exactly how long he's last, you know, and what he was able to do for the sport. Although he's not a point guard, okay? But he is the best on this planet. But using his profile and what he's done for the game, you know, in order to help people like you, people like me, and inspire us. Yeah, I love sports. So, yeah, either that basketball player that's continuing to keep playing and just loving the game, you know, and just helping out where I can. In my opinion, I think Steph Curry is better than LeBron. <laughs> that's in my opinion, though. Well, they two, they play two different positions, you yeah. know. LeBron is a small forward, you know, and Steph is a shooting guard, you know. I, as shooting guard, I think Steph would be better. Yeah, Steph, I, listen, I can't take anything away from Steph Curry. You know, he's he's good. And if you knew his story and how he got to the NBA, you know, he had to struggle himself. He, mm. he didn't weigh enough. You know, he went to a small college that wasn't high on recruiting. But he went and he did his thing and he built up his body and he stayed focused and stayed disciplined. The other thing that I would recommend to you is you have a dream and you really believe in that dream, stay disciplined and keep away from those who are negative, who are whispering negative stuff in your ear, who want you to do negative stuff, react negatively, cut those people out of your life. Yeah. Um, do you have any other goals that you want to achieve? If so, why? I would like to be an owner of an NBA team. NBA team? Yeah. Oh, uh, what NBA team? So I want to build an NBA team up. Like like maybe the 76ers, maybe the Knicks. You know, I think being an NBA owner would be cool. Do you have any favorite foods? So, I'm a vegan. Okay. Yeah. I have a favorite restaurant. How right, about what's that? What's your favorite restaurant? Okay. So, my favorite restaurant this month is a restaurant called Vegan Hood. It's located in Harlem on Frederick Douglass Boulevard. And, and they have a whole assortment of different vegan options. And if you're ever in Harlem, Okay, look them up because I you may or may not be a vegan, but I'm pretty sure you could not tell the difference between a plant-based burger and a regular burger. Hmm. Do the taste test when if you're ever in Harlem. All right. <laughs> what inspired you to become a vegan and why? So I, I was watching a documentary and the health benefits that they outline in the documentary and how food is prepared and things that can go wrong in the preparation and the hormones and other things that go along in the, in, in the food that you are eating. You know, it was a life-changing event for me. Mm. 
Do you ever get a chance to relax? And if you do, what do you do? I think everybody should have an outlet, even you, Kareem. You're such a young age. I, yeah, and I know boy, basketball may be your outlet, okay? Basketball used to be my outlet, okay? But I actually like movies. I like going to movies and escaping and going into a movie theater and just watching a good movie. That's my outlet. That's how I relax. <laughs> I want to dig deeper into that question. Sure. What is your favorite movie? So you're talking about old school movies, new movies. What am I excited about? Like, what you seen this past summer? Okay. One of them that I saw that really inspired me was The Woman King. Okay. And that's a true story about a woman ruling and an army of women in Africa. And it was so inspirational because you saw women in leadership position. You saw fearless women protecting their king and their country. So The Woman King with Viola Davis was definitely on my top list. I know it's not a movie, but it's a show. Uh, you ever seen The Wonder Years? I I have two two kids, right? My son, Tyler, and my daughter, Maya, and we used to watch The Wonder Years. Yes. Which one, Very the newer one or the older one? Of course, the older one. I, I watched both of them. <laughs> you watched both of them? What did you think yeah. of the older one? The older one, the older one was kind of better than the newer one. Yeah. To be honest. I love the Wonder Year, the older version. And it just spoke about his life, his friendship. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed that. You can ask me any of the old school movies or TV shows, and I can probably tell you that I used to watch them. Mm. What is your like favorite music? What kind of music do you like to listen to? Okay, so let me tell you what's in my playlist. You okay. have a playlist? I do have a playlist, and it varies, okay? Because right. it goes in between old school and new school, all right? I absolutely am a big fan of Kendrick Lamar. Oh, you like to listen to Kendrick Lamar? What's your I favorite song? You. So with Kendrick Lamar, I did, I haven't heard his new one out, okay? So his theme to the Black Panther, I love that, okay? Mm-hmm. And his album, Damn. Right, that feature, you know, all the songs on there, especially the one with um, a loyalty with Rihanna. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. One. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. All right. Um, I also have I Kirk Franklin. I love Kirk Franklin. I've heard of him. Yeah, and of course I am a, an a, Alicia Keys fan. Uh, Lisa okay. Keys. Yeah. Now, when it comes to real grind rap, okay, I'm Jay Z all the way. I, okay. I, was, I was just gonna say Eminem, but yeah, Jay Z. I love okay. Eminem. Okay, he's a good lyricist, but I'm a Jay Z fan. Okay, and my wife, you know, she grew up in Marcy Projects with Jay Z. Okay, but that had nothing to do with the fact that I'm a Jay Z fan. All right. Yeah. I love Nicki Minaj. Okay, but I also like Little Kim as well. Okay, so, but Remy Ma is now my favorite name. <laughs> okay, so I'm back and forth. I got her on my playlist because I think that song that she made, you know, Damage. Yeah, I know Damage. Yeah, 
And you got to give Mary J. Blige her shout out. How would you like to make an impact on the world? I guess through service. You don't get into government jobs because you're looking to get rich. It ain't going to happen. We have a fixed salary. We have a huge responsibility. You go into government service to provide a public service. And whatever that public service is, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's being a, an attorney, you know, whether it's being a commissioner, you realize there's a bigger calling. And one of the callings are, what are you doing for your community? How do you make your community better? So, you know, it, it's all about service. What are you doing for others to, to make the, that person or that community better than they are? Mm. Do you have any bucket list? What's on it? Ah, okay. I want to retire and go down to Key West, Florida, and open up a bar on the beach. And I just want to talk to people and serve them drinks. And that is it. I don't want to do anything else. Nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) I want to own my little small bar on the beach in Key West, Florida, and just talk and look at the sunrise. I love the beach. I love to be on the beach, you know, so that's my bucket list. That's what I'm working towards. Uh, You're talking about Florida Keys, right? Key West. Key West? I think I've been there. Have you seen the sunrise? Yeah, I've seen the sunrise. Sunrise is good. Wasn't it amazing? Yeah. Yeah, I have never been there. You never been there? I've never been there. I've seen stories. I've seen movies. You know, mm-hmm. I want to go and visit, but if I'm going there, I'm not coming back. All right. Um, I think that's all my questions for now. Whew. I'm telling you, that was hard. You threw some real good questions at me, you know? Yeah. I'm mean, very impressed with your talents. And not only that, your follow-up questions as well. I, I see that you took a lot of thought in this. So... I don't know how disciplined you are in basketball and where that's going to take you, but you should think about journalism as well. I'll think about it too. Rachel, I really appreciate it as well. You know, Kareem is amazing. He sure is, Commissioner, and uh, we have to ask our last question. Uh So, Commissioner Howard, we ask all of our guests, if you could give yourself advice, knowing what you know now, when you were 13... Holy What kind of advice would you give yourself when you were 13, knowing what you know now? Oh, very good question. If education is important. Stay on track. What you do at school is going to reflect on what you do in life. Okay? Study. Read everything you can get your hand on. Knowledge is so powerful. And it's going to take you on your journey. And it just transcends everything. Knowledge, reading. When you become that Hall of Fame basketball player, you're going to realize that reading contracts, talking in public, relating to kids, giving back to your community, all of that is going to be important. So my 13-year-old self, I would say, don't horse around, play around in school. Make sure you're studying, you're getting good grades, preparing yourself for the future. 
because it's going to be your avenue to the type of career and type of life that you're going to want to have. Thank you so very much. And thank you, Commissioner, for all that you do for all of the children of New York City and for all of your support of New York Edge. I do believe Kareem will be the next famous broadcaster (laughs) and basketball player. I want to put one thing out there. Kareem, do you know how to play horse? Yeah, I know how to play horse. So I'm going to challenge you to a game of horse. All right. All right. We'll make that happen. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Formative, a production of New York Edge. I'm your host, Rachel Gazdick. My co-host today was Kareem from MS356Q in Queens. He was assisted by Hannah. Season four of Formative is brought to you by the generous support of Macy's Inc. Our production partner for this series is Citizen Racecar. This episode was produced by Tasha A.F. Lemley. Post-production by Alex Brower. Original music by Garrett Tiedemann. Production management by Gabriella Montekin. Thanks to the whole team here at New York Edge for making this series possible. Never miss an episode of Formative by subscribing to the series at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.